Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now this week guys, I've got a real, real treat in store for you. Anyone that is an entrepreneur, anyone that is into podcasting or personal development and self-motivation will without a doubt know this person right off the bat. This week, I'm going to talk about patience, practice and planning and how those three things can lead to a highly successful product launch and not only that, but to the fulfillment of a lifelong dream. So this week, I'm joined by Kate Erickson, who is the content lead and partner at Entrepreneur on Fire. Welcome, Kate. Thank you, Mark. So excited to be here. Uh, it's my pleasure. It really is a, a pleasure to talk to you, Kate. It's, uh, it's, it's something that you, you don't really get to do that often, talk to someone that you follow and that you actually admire and whose content you consume on a regular basis. So thank you. Okay, so... For those of you out there who might not be familiar with Kate, and I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's actually not very many of you, <laughs> Kate is the Kate is the host of Kate's Take, and is also a very successful content marketer who leads on the entrepreneur on fire content creation, planning, and implementation side. And very very recently, Kate published her first ever book called The Fire Path, and actually in the process fulfilled a decade long dream of publishing a book. And today, Kate is going to share her journey to publication, and she's going to share the power of leveraging multiple mediums with your content, the struggles that she actually faced along that journey whilst trying to hit the Amazon shelves, and how those challenges were overcome. And then we're going to close the episode with Kate Erickson's three Ps to guarantee a powerful product launch. So Kate, first of all, tell the listeners, and actually myself, I'm really interested, what is your personal background? Where were you brought up and what is your journey to where you are today? Well, Mark, I consider myself having been brought up in sunny San Diego, California. I've been here since I was five years old. And so most of my memories growing up are right here in Pacific Beach, where my family still lives today. I'm very happy to be about a mile away from my parents and about a mile away from my sister and her family. You know, it's great fun to be able to team up with them and hang out with my family um, pretty much whenever I want to. It's really a blessing. And so I'm very grateful for that. Um, so again, I was born, well, not born and raised, but I was raised in San Diego. I went to college in San Francisco. So I went just straight north for a couple of years, um, ended up coming back to San Diego and then decided to go get my graduate degree in the Los Angeles area. So I had hopped around California quite a bit up to my college years. And then uh, on a crazy whim, uh, John Lee Dumas and I got together. We started dating. He decided to move to Maine, where he's from, where he grew up. And he asked me to move out there with him. And having never been to the East Coast before, I said yes and moved to Maine. And we were there for two years before coming on back to San Diego. That's quite a journey. Then. So you've traversed America in, in, in the, uh, well, I guess, seeking a dream and seeking a passion. And that's really a, quite an interesting journey. Then how did you, just on a personal note, how did you find that upheaval, you know, that, that move to Maine? How did you find that from a challenge perspective? And did it set you up for the kind of business journey that you ended up on? You know, I really think it did in a lot of ways, Mark. It was very scary for me to do that. You know, I, as I just described, I'd spent mo all of my life really in California and 
Well, I love traveling and I had done a lot of traveling up to that point. So, you know, I had definitely seen a lot of other states. I have a lot of family in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, I've been to New Mexico, spent some time in Arizona. So, you know, I definitely seen different parts of the United States and even out of the country. I'm a big Caribbean fan. I've been um, also to Costa Rica and some other places, but I had really never taken that leap to actually live someplace else. So it was definitely very scary for me. It was tough moving away from my family, as I've described. I've always been very close to them. Um, so I definitely think that that fear that I felt and making that leap, you know, I definitely think that that kind of gave me some of the feelings of what it might be like to actually take my leap in, uh, you know, into entrepreneurship. It felt great. Um, even though it was scary, even though I had no idea what was ahead of me, even though I had never spent really a full winter in snow and sleet, um, you know, it was exciting. And it turned out to be an incredible two years. I absolutely loved Maine. Um, I actually miss it right now, wintertime. I wish I was skiing, but um, not much of that here in, in San Diego. So um, I, I definitely think it did set me up in a lot of ways and just teaching me that just because you're scared of something and just because something is unknown, you know, that could make it that much more exciting and that much more rewarding when you go for it. And that's a fantastic, fantastic way to look at things, which leads me on to, to my next thought, actually, which is the fire path. You know, that's the fulfillment of, of a lifelong dream for you, Kate, isn't it? And, you know, what's the synopsis of the fire path for people out there that, that may not be quite familiar with the book? Where did it come from? What's the synopsis of it? Well, the fire path is really where your passions and our guidance unite. That's a tagline of the book. And it started when John and I were receiving tons of emails from Fire Nation listeners. Um, people were emailing us and asking us, you know, what is an avatar? I hear you talk about it a lot. Um, I'm not really sure how I can go about defining my own. Or they would say, you know, I really have a lot of passions. I'm just not really sure how those actually fit into my business. Like, how do I actually take my passions and turn that into a viable business idea? They were asking things like, you know, you talk about building relationships and how important that is. I know that it's really important. I just don't really know where to start and how to go about doing that. So we took all of these questions that we were getting from our listeners and we turned it into an email series. So the fire path originated as a 16 part email series that you could opt into. It was one email a week and each email would really dive deep into one of those questions that people people were asking. So for example, the first email on the fire path is how do you identify your passion? You know, and it's really all about identifying your passion and finding out how that meets a viable business idea so that you can actually be working on something that you love. And then the next chapter is all about defining your avatar. So one week later, they would get that email and it dives deep into how you can actually define your own avatar. So really the fire path is a guide that not only talks about the important steps and the core building blocks of starting an online business that is going to eventually be successful and sustainable, but we actually tell people how to do that. We give actionable steps and real life examples from John and I's own experience of building our own business. And so that's what we really feel is unique about the fire path. That's such an inspiration. I mean, we, we, we see the word action banded about so so much i mean excellence expected itself is 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 lined up to be an actionable podcast but actually when you think about it taking those first steps those first tentative baby steps is sometimes really really difficult and what i love about that kate is that you broke it right down and you say you know what if you complete chapter one you can get to chapter two it's not about 
really diving in and, and trying to overcome this great mountain. It's about breaking it down and taking one step at a time, isn't it? Yes, I love that, Mark, because I feel like so many people are really, really passionate about entrepreneurship and they they see their own business. They see that happening for them. They're just not sure how to get there. And, you know, I even believe that there are a lot of people who have already started their business and they might have missed these core building blocks. And that's why they're not able to grow their audience or that's why they're not able to really figure out what types of products and services they can offer their audience. And so we really aim to cover all of that in the fire path. What I found really, really useful about all of that as well, Kate, is the fact that, as you said there, a lot of people do start a business, either because they've got demand for something and they just naturally flow into supplying that demand, or perhaps they, they've perhaps been in that for 18 months or two years and kind of get a little bogged down with the day-to-day grind. And sometimes it's nice to step back out of that and really assess where you are and where you wanted to be and look at how the two might not quite be the same. And the fire path it's something that people can constantly refer to. It's entirely evergreen. They can come back and they can say, do you know what? Where did I start? If I redo chapter one, do I have the same answers, the same outputs? And if not, why not? So that in terms of a content perspective, that's fantastic. I really love the reflection that you're talking about, Mark. I think it's so important for business owners to do that. And, you know, the new year we're coming up on that now, Um, I'm not sure exactly when this episode is airing, but you know, it's a great time to really take a step back from your business and really ask yourself, I mean, what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing right now? And are you accomplishing those goals? Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of goals and speaking of fulfilling the dream and actually getting where you want to be in life, how did something that started out as a dream for you, Kate? So something that, you know, is on the to-do list, it's on the bucket list. I would like to write a book. The catalyst for that was obviously Fire Nation getting in touch and saying, look, guys, I've got this problem. I've got that problem. Can you help? How did you actually, how did you pull that together into a book by kind of, you know, we talk very frequently about leveraging multiple mediums to kind of create your content mix. How did you find that and how did the Firepath become reality based on that? Well, I found that when I... When I had the idea that I was going to take all of these most frequently asked questions and actually put them into a guide that that had a logical flow to it so that somebody could start at the beginning and take very logical steps in creating and building and growing their business, you know, it was very overwhelming. That's a lot of content, right? So I thought, you know, I'm just going to take this one step at a time. And that's why I created the email series, because that allowed me to break it down into smaller pieces so that I could accomplish those goals in succession. And I knew that once I was able to finish that email series, that I would have all the content at that point, it would just be about bringing it together for the book. So once I got to the end of the email series, I just took all the emails, put them into a Word document together. And that's when I really started the editing process to turn it into a book. Because for me, you know, a lot of what should go into a book is, you know, that logical flow that I talked about. But the way that it was in the email series, you know, I had some work to do in between the chapters to really glue it together. What people were receiving week after week in the email series, 
I was adding to that once I put it together in the book to make it even more of a natural progression so that if somebody was sitting down and reading it all in one sitting, that it would be, you know, a very logical and easy flow. It wouldn't be broken up like it was in the email series. And, you know, when I started thinking about the power of leveraging this content, turning it into a book, I took that even a step further and thought, you know, I'm about to launch my own podcast, Kate's Take, and why not start that podcast out with reading the fire path? Each of these chapters could be audio episodes so that people who, you know, may not have, they may not have entered the email series or they might not have time or even want to read the entire book. Why don't I go ahead and put it out on an audio channel so that people can listen to that content if they want to do that. And the power of having this on different mediums is really being the ability to reach such a wide audience because I'm not just re reaching people who might be visiting the Entrepreneur on Fire blog. I'm not just reaching people who might have come across the fire path and entered the email campaign. I'm not just reaching people who might be searching on Amazon for advice on starting their business. And I'm not just reaching people through an audio podcast. People might be searching in Stitcher Radio or iTunes. I'm reaching all of those people with the same content. And that is so, so powerful. When we when we consider the kind of traditional marketing model, you, you consider, you know, cross media campaigns and integrated campaigns and the kind of problem that digital marketing brought to the fold where, you know, if you think about online marketers, they really struggle to tie a print campaign to a digital campaign because the, the attribution's off. And, you know, that from your perspective to have leveraged that multiple content, it gets around all of these connection problems. You can start to see, well, look, I have a fan here on Twitter who has heard Kate's take episode X and suddenly I've got a purchase and someone's quoted me back my book on Twitter through that path. So you can not only leverage the content and start to work with the content in multiple mediums, but actually from a business perspective and from a return on investment, from a marketing perspective, that's a dream come true, isn't it? Absolutely. When you think about how these pieces of content can work together, it can be so incredibly powerful if you just put in the time to make those connections. So, you know, if somebody's reading the Firepath book, they're going to know that they can also listen to that on my podcast. And if somebody's just listening to my podcast, they're going to know at some point throughout the podcast that they can head over to the blog and read those posts. So all of that content is connected to direct people to the different mediums that they might prefer that content on. And so it's all working together towards a common goal. Absolutely. And the two words there that I really, really picked up on and listeners out there, you guys who are working in marketing departments or running your own sort of owner managed business, the real key things there for me were the connection and the preference. You know, we have to connect all of our content up because ultimately people have different preferences. And the more that we can, the more that we can blanket that in such a strategic manner, the better the return will be. So that's fantastic. And I just want to move on now, Kate, actually to, to the publishing process, because as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you know, one of the things that many, many people say is one day I'd love to write a book. So I'd just like you to share with the listeners if possible. What did you learn about that publishing process from, from creating The Firepath? I definitely learned a whole lot about the publishing process. You know, from the very beginning, I always knew I wanted to self-publish on Amazon. I didn't want to go through this route of, you know, having to deal with publishers and everything that comes with that. Um, it wasn't really important to me to have a hardcover book. It was important to me to be able to reach as many people as possible. And I feel like Amazon is a platform that will allow you to do that right now. I think it's so cool 
that anybody can publish their own work. I mean, how amazing is that to think that in the world that we live in today, you can be a self-published author. And, you know, so from the beginning, I, I always knew that I wanted to use Amazon as my platform. Um, I had done some work previously just as a freelancer and helping other people publish books. Um, I kind of felt like that was maybe a way for me to learn more about the publishing process so that when it came time for me to do it myself, I would already have some of that knowledge. So I had helped other people format their books for the Amazon platform. And I had learned quite a bit about the Amazon KDP Select program, which is the Kindle Direct Platform Select. And um, that really allows you to get more leverage and visibility in the Amazon store when you go the select route. Um, but the catch there is that you can't be offering that same content anywhere else. And it has to be exclusive on the Amazon platform for 90 days. Now, you know, I'm definitely not a lawyer. So anybody who's interested in that program, there's definitely a lot of other exclusions and things that go along with the program. But the benefit is think of how massive Amazon is as a search engine, really. And imagine the leverage and visibility that you can get from that platform from just publishing your book there. I mean, they are basically your marketing engine. They are marketing for you by offering your book up on a page on their website, which is, you know, also mind blowing to me that th this is even possible today. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Um, but what I found out in the route that I went is because I had leveraged all these different mediums, because we had this as an email series and because the content was on our blog, when it came time for me to publish on Amazon, I thought, you know, I'm definitely going the select route so that I could get that exposure. Well, it turns out, um, you know, because I had that published on the blog, I wasn't able to actually leverage that select route. I still went the Kindle Direct um, route, of course, and it's on Amazon today. But just kind of like a big lesson learned there for me, I didn't really think about the fact that, you know, I thought it just couldn't be available in its entirety, the same exact way that you had it on the Kindle platform. But it turns out the actual content I think it's not more than 10% of it can be available elsewhere. So, you know, that was a big lesson learned for me, something that I didn't know before um, that might help out somebody else who's looking to leverage select um, just so they know that. But, you know, it was a great experience. I edited everything and formatted everything myself. Um, you know, I didn't have to go out and spend a ton of money for anybody to do any work for me, really. I literally Googled how to format for Kindle and, you know, I put the time in and I got it done. That's real dedication. It just it just goes to show that, you know, with a lifelong dream, you can actually achieve it. If you know where to get the tools and you've got the dedication to do that, you can actually do really whatever you want to do, which I think is amazing. As you say, in this day and age, it's just stunning that you can do that. And one thing I'd just like to pick your brains on from a more personal perspective then, if obviously writing a book is sort of a lifelong dream, what stopped you from, from starting that writing process earlier? I think it was a lot of stuff, Mark. I think I was scared. Um, you know, I, I had that fear of what is it that I can provide that is actually worth publishing that people are going to read. Um, I hadn't really found that topic or that subject matter or that, um, you know, piece of content that made sense to me to offer up to other people. Um, I think it's really important to be clear on your goals. I mean, why do you want to publish a book? Um, my why became, you know, being able to have this content reach a greater amount of people. 
I really want to help others who are struggling and starting their business who feel like it's just too big of a thing. And, you know, they might be on the verge of actually giving up their dream because they just don't understand how to actually break it down into the pieces that will help them achieve it. Um, that became my why and the fire path became my content to be able to do that. And so, um, you know, that, that's just something that I've always wanted to do. I just didn't know how to get there. And that is so, so powerful. The idea that, you know, well, what I really, really like about that is that you never really blocked the idea off. You know, a lot of people, especially those with so much else on their plate, if they want to do something, they would simply block it off and say, actually, do you know what? I can't do that today. So I'm just not going to do it. What I love about that is that you you had the idea of writing a book. You didn't know what the book would be. You didn't know when you would do it or even how you would do it. But when the opportunity arose, you seized that opportunity because you had the skills elsewhere. You just pulled it all together and actually suddenly you're fulfilling that dream. And I think that's such a powerful lesson is, is not to really block anything off. Just keep it parked up in the back of your mind because one day you might just be able to achieve that. That's, that's superb. And just before we dive in to the actionable takeaway section then, what did you enjoy most about the writing process? What was the most enjoyable bit of that for you, Kate? You know, I'm actually really into the editing piece of it. I love looking at it sometimes in the editing process, like I would go back and I would read through things and I kind of felt like I was reading it for the first time over again. And it's, it's really a great feeling to put all of that time and hard work and effort into writing something and then be able to read it back and actually say, wow, this makes sense. And, you know, I'm confident that this can help people. Um, that's a great feeling as a writer because, you know, Mark, if, if you write at all, and I'm sure you do write a ton, you know that you spend a lot of time writing stuff that maybe never even gets published because, you know, it ends up not making sense or it, it's not really where you wanted to head with it. So to come up with a piece that is as long as the Firepath book is and actually read it back and, and say, yes, this makes sense and yes, this is going to work. Um, that's a really great feeling as a writer. Absolutely. And congratulations so much on the launch. Anyone out there, go check it out, The Firepath, which is available on Amazon. All right, Kate. So we're just going to head into the Excellence Expected Actionable Takeaways section. And today, the episode is titled Kate Erickson's Three Ps to Guarantee a Powerful Product Launch. And for listeners out there, although we've talked a heck of a lot about the fire path, these actionable takeaways do apply to any product launch in my mind. So Kate, what have you got for the listeners today, please? Well, my uh, most you know, sound advice that I feel like I can give here is that, you know, it really takes those three P's uh, that you talked about, patience, practice, and planning. Without these three things, I never would have gotten to launch. And it's, they can really help guide you when that frustration and that fear and those other outside competing things come in and, and make you feel like you need to stop. Um, you know, the patience, practice and planning, I always go back to that. I think it's really important to kind of have, uh, you know, when you think about an entrepreneurial mind and, and, you know, we all want to move at light speed to get where we are. And, and I guess, how can someone really practice that patience? How can we stop ourselves putting something out there before it's ready? Is, did you find anything 
came up while you were writing the fire path that actually either through peer groups or through John or through yourself discipline, you know, how did you really manage that patience? How did you stop yourself flying forward? Well, I think that, you know, I don't think it's really so much all about not putting something out there. I think it is important to put things out there to get feedback. And, you know, the more that you wait and try to perfect something, the less perfect it's going to become because you're just not taking action. So, I mean, the patience for me was really continuing to follow what my end goal was and continue to keep my eye on why I wanted to publish a book. That patience in starting to grow our audience, that patience that it took to build, you know, a community, the patience that it took to really stop and listen to what my audience was telling me, what they were asking, you know, John and I about, um, that patience to really allow and open ourselves up to allow those questions to come in. That's a type of patience that I'm really talking about is that I've wanted to write a book for 10 years and I wanted to write a book that was going to help people. I wanted to give them actionable advice and tips on how they could, you know, live their dream. I didn't know what that content was going to be and the patience that I had in, you know, opening myself up to find out what that was um, is the patience that I think is so important. And, you know, that patience is hard. It's hard to come by, like you said, Mark. Um, I, again, I think keeping your eye on the end goal, you know, if my goal was to publish a book that was really going to help people, if I just throw something out there just because I want to publish a book, but it's not really helping people, then I've not accomplished my goal. You know, you just need to be patient and letting that come to you. And, you know, the practice that I talk about, I didn't write this book overnight. You know, I've been writing this book for an entire year and I've practiced my writing along the way. I continue publishing posts. I continue listening to the feedback from the people that are reading to find out what type of style works best for them to find out, you know, do they like it when I provide numbered list versus tell a story, you know, practicing your writing or practicing whatever it is that you're creating so that you become better at it over time is you know, so important in finding out what your audience is actually looking for. So whether that be a podcast writing or creating a product or something, you know, what are you getting a good reaction from? How can you keep practicing and improving that? And then the planning part is just, you know, I've not gotten 90% of what I've gotten done over the past year is thanks to planning if you don't have a plan in place for what it is that you want to accomplish, it's never going to become a reality. I think that planning is so incredibly important. And, you know, with the fire path, planning how that was going to actually come to life, you know, starting that email series and having that patience and practicing all the way through, that was helping me plan what the book was going to become. And once I had all that content together. And I was able to put that plan in place to say, okay, what are my next steps here? What do I need to do in order to get this book in Amazon? Well, I needed to get a book cover. I needed to edit it. I needed to format it. I needed to put together some type of marketing campaign so that I could actually let people know about it. You know, that planning, when you're able to break down, you set a big goal and then break down the pieces that are going to help you achieve that goal is so integral to actually getting there and staying sane. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree with all of those. 
three three Ps to guarantee a powerful product launch. Kate, just to wrap up the show then, first of all, I'd like to thank you so much again for joining me. And just to close the show out, tell the guys listening where they can find you online, please. Yeah, Mark, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate all of you that are listening in today. Thank you for joining us. Um, You can find me over at eofire.com. Check it out, guys, eofire.com for everything from Kate and from John. And of course, head on over to Amazon and please do pick up your copy of The Fire Path. As ever, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and always a pleasure to talk to guests just like Kate. As ever, you can head on over to excellence-expected.com where you can pick up a copy of the show notes. And if you're feeling particularly generous, and of course we would appreciate it, please, please, please leave us a fantastic review over in iTunes. Until next time, guys, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. (laughs) 